Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Greg Kelly, the latest breaking news and opinions, entertaining and informative. AKA New York City. Welcome, listeners. No, you're not hearing things. Greg Kelly is out sick again today, so I am filling in. Lydia Serrana, you can follow me on social media. I've got a lot of followers uh, over the last two days. Uh, C-U-R-A-N-A-J, Lydia News, L-I-D-I-A-N-E-W-S. You know some guy, uh, he Frank Morano, who's also a, a fantastic overnight host, he has like a fan page, and then somebody commented, they said, oh, who is that? I saw her picture. Who's that? You know, what is she just right out of high school or middle school like uh, that's that's hosting? And it's like, no, I've been around for a long time. I may look young. Thank God for my mother's genetics. But I've been in this business for over 20 years as a reporter. I worked at CBS News starting off as a production assistant, worked my way up to coordinating producer, working with Dan Rather. And then I ended up at you know, Fox and I've I've held every position there is to hold in a newsroom. And now I am here talking to you guys, uh, basically my dream job as a talk show host. And even better, my boss, John Katzmatidis, allows me to say what's on my mind. Can you imagine that? Having a job where you go in every day. I mean, I do a lot of research. If you know me, you know, I do a lot of research. I do a lot of preparation. My husband yells at me, get off the phone, get off the phone, get off the computer. But I always like to have my facts straight. And so John Katzmatidis, he just goes, as long as you just have the facts to back up with, with whatever you're saying, I don't do, just do it. Just just tell the truth. That's it. I don't care if it's something I don't like to hear. And, you know, sometimes it's an inconvenient truth. It's an uncomfortable truth. But the truth is always the truth. That's it. And the facts don't care about your feelings. And that's why we're in the predicament we are in today. That's why Biden is in the White House, because you had the white suburban moms like me. I live in a suburb outside of New York City, 20 minutes away, uh, 20 miles away. If I wish it was 20 minutes. Oh, God. Uh, but literally, I'm 20 miles exactly door to door from the studio here in Midtown Manhattan to my home in Westchester County. And you have my contemporaries that voted with their feelings. They didn't like Trump. They thought he, he's, oh my God, he's such a grab women by the pee. Oh my God, he's so disgusting with what he said. Like, I can't believe it. Yeah, that's like the vocal fry there. That's how I, I imagine I hear them. 
I hear them when I drop off my daughter at dance class, and it's in Scarsdale, which is a very hoity-toity little town. I'm I'm at the town right next to it, um, but my town's very nice too. Anyway, Scarsdale, and I hear them the way they talk, and they've got their Cartier bracelets, and they're driving their fancy BMWs, and they're wearing the Lululemon pants, the all this and that or whatever, and you hear them trying to kind of talk about politics, and all they do is they're just like the talking points that you see on CNN at the bottom there or whatever alert they get on their phones. They have no idea what they're talking about. They genuinely think that we're experiencing a a crisis, an energy crisis, a food crisis, a crime crisis, all because of of Trump or Putin or, or racism. You know, at the end of the day, when in doubt, just say the person is racist. So... I got full board of calls coming in, 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-9222. This is Lydia Serrani filling in for the great Greg Kelly. Let's go to John from Ridgefield, Connecticut. Oh, hi, Lydia. John, so we love Greg Kelly, but when you fill in, man, it's it's a really good show. Um, two quick points I want to make. One is uh, I think the – the theft of this document may be a strategy by the government to soften the blow of what might have happened in June if it were just straight out announced. Because you said yesterday you were talking about they'll just burn everything down. So now it's maybe, okay, it's out there, but it's not official. And then when they officially announce it in June, it won't have such a strong impact. Um, Yeah, that's what I think, too. I I think this was this is premeditated. This is plans. But I think this person that did this kind of did it on an impulse. And, okay, I'm going to be stereotypical now. I think it's a woman. I think it's a woman. I think it's some kind of social justice warrior. When we see who this person is, she's going to be very mousy looking, very ordinary. They're going to be in shock. It's going to be some sort of clerk, some kind of administrative assistant that felt compelled. She had to do the right thing and let the world know what Justice Alito was going to do in an attack on America and an attack on women. And they're going to put us in the Handmaid's Tale outfits and they're going to lead us by the chains and and make us just, you know, be in the house and and breed babies. We're going to be breeders. That that's that's, you know, I think the mentality, because, I mean, she she really risked it all. She really, really did. That's that's my theory. Some kind of leftist whack job. That's because I just spoke to a former Supreme Court clerk before Bill Burke. He's an attorney now in Washington, D.C. And he's like, you know, it's such an honor to become a clerk at the Supreme Court. It's it's held in such prestige. So whoever this person is, I'm thinking they're young and they don't understand the gravitas of the Supreme Court, of the judicial branch and just what a. An egregious assault on democracy they just committed. Let's go to Rocco from Selden, Long Island. Yeah, I, I have a different point of view that I haven't heard there. You know, God created man and a woman. And I'm almost positive. Now, I have a wife, an accomplished wife, two accomplished daughters, and five granddaughters. Now, when God created the man and the woman, I'm positive that God didn't create the man and said that the man shall tell the woman what to do. (laughs) That's true. It's usually us telling them what to do. Lydia, (laughs) I think that God possibly said make recommendations. Now, I have a 45-year happy marriage with my wife, and I I definitely don't tell her what to do. She actually tells me what to do. (laughs) Men men need to stay out of women's issues, and I say it with a tear falling down my cheek. Men need to stay out of women's issues, and 
And that's just how I feel, Lydia. Well, thank you so much, Rocco. Thank you. You're so sweet every time you call in. But nowadays, we don't even know what a woman is, right? Meanwhile, Kamala Harris, the vice president, she tweeted out, this is an assault on women, women, women. Now, all of a sudden, we can say women again. Shouldn't they say birthing people? Do you know I heard an MSNBC reporter yesterday. She's the... uh, black woman she has very short hair she's out there she's very good she does a fantastic job but she actually said oh my god if this if this if if roe v wade gets overturned then women are going to have uh fetuses that will grow into human beings yeah that's what usually happens that's what happens if you allow the process to, to take place uh but and why would that be so horrible and horrific but to your point rocco i agree the fact that a lot of it I do. It's easy for it is easy for a guy to say you guys don't even know what we go through every single month. It's horrible. It's horrible. It's you know, it's a it's an a, that's why God, you know, you hear the joke. Ha ha ha. Because men, you guys would die if you had cramps. I remember when I was giving birth, my husband, he kept telling me, push, push, push. And I thought I was dying. The epidural did not work on me. Yes, I'm that freak of nature where the epidural did not work. And I literally felt, and I have a really high threshold of pain. If you know me, you know that I'm very, like, physically strong. I've always been an athletic person. And I felt like I was being stabbed up all along, up and down my body. And my husband's yelling at me, push, push, because they were threatening to use the forceps and stuff like that. And it's like... Meanwhile, as soon as they and the, and I was on Pitocin, by the way, Pitocin, which it, it uh, increases the contractions and makes them that more painful. My husband, if he just had a little drop of that, even if he just experienced what I do each month, he would have been he would have jumped out the building. He would have jumped off the out of the window and killed himself because of the pain. Never mind what we women go through. We are mentally very strong. We are. We're physically very strong as far as endurance. You know, we, we're we not as far as muscle. You know, men have more muscle mass and it's more dense and all those things. And um, contrary to what, uh, you know, I guess uh, the Supreme Court Justice Kentonji Brown says, we are not biologically similar. But although we are superior women in many, many ways. And I say men and women aren't equal. Women are better because I do feel like women should hold themselves to a higher standard. Where we fall short is we allow our feelings to cloud our judgment. We feel like, say somebody comes in late for work, instead of saying, I got to write you up because that's the rule. We we listen to the sob story or I, I, I couldn't do the, I couldn't do the tweet or I couldn't write this. I, oh, my kid or this, you're like, Okay, okay, and you back them up, or oh, well, I let this person do this because I felt bad. It's it's a horrible, ha- it's bad. Whereas managers, men, not I'm I'm being stereotypical. Not all men, some men, most, a lot of men. Okay, men that I know, uh, and some women. Not all women are like me. They're not wimps like I am. Uh, I know, right? I sound like such a bullbuster. But then, meanwhile, if you really know me, my husband yells at me all the time. He's like, "Stand up for yourself. Why did you say that?" And and because I feel bad for people, I feel bad. It's not good. Especially when you're in a leadership role, you cannot feel bad. You got to hold everybody accountable and not worry about if you're going to hurt somebody's feelings. And this is business. And this is how the president of the United States should have been selected. This is how our leaders need to be selected. We cannot worry about who hurts our feelings. We have to worry about who is going to be the best for our children's future, who is going to bring the cost of living down, who is going to keep us safe, 
Who is going to make us energy independent again? Who is going to keep crime down and not who is going to tweet what? And I don't like him. He was married this and I don't like that and blah, blah, blah. You got to that's 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 our problem. That is our problem as women. We let our feelings influence our decision making. And it's it's not good. It is not good. Let's go to what time? When do we got a break? Oh, I got a break now. See, I'm on this clock. I don't know. So I'm Lydia Serrano. You can follow me. Social media, L-I-D-I-A-N-E-W-S, out of one for Instagram. On Facebook, it's C-U-R-A-N-A-J. I'm in for the great Greg Kelly, who is feeling a little under the weather today. And coming up, we'll be speaking with Michael Cutler. We're going to talk about immigration. He's a former INS agent. This guy is a brilliant guy. Keep it right here. I can, oh, I don't have any room for phone calls. But if somebody drop, oh, a line drop. 1-800-848-9222. Greg Kelly. This is The Greg Kelly Show. Nirvana. Welcome back to the Greg Kelly Show. This is Lydia Serrano. That's a little Nirvana. Smells like teen spirit. Ah, oh, he's so good. I swear, I used to wear plaid. Now I wear high heels and nice dresses and pants and stuff. <laughs> this brings me back to my high school days, and I would wear... We wore baggy jeans, and they were ripped, and we wore the plaid shirts... Because we wanted to be grunge. We wanted it to be cool. But, you know, our I, I worry about our youth today. I just saw a story about this uh, TikToker. She's 16 years old. She was on Toddlers and Tierras. And she was a beauty pageant queen. Beautiful girl. Honor student. And she killed herself. I mean, she committed suicide. What is going on? Can somebody explain to me what is going on? If you go to people.com, you'll see the story there. Uh, what is happening to to our young people? What is happening? I mean, it's sad what... This country did to them. And you're like, what do you mean this country? I mean, what COVID, the the lockdowns, this is not normal, what we've done. And this whole mentality that we coddle our kids, it's really dangerous because the real world doesn't operate that way. So then as soon as a child suffers a setback or somebody's, you know, even when they enter uh, early adulthood, they, they, it's, it's like a shock to their system. And then they they react with despair and hate and and hurt and and that's that's life. Life is all about the bumps and the the roller coaster ride. And some people aren't going to like you, and some people are going to be nasty. And you have to understand that sometimes when people are nasty to you, it says a lot more about them than it says about you. So I wonder what happened to this poor little girl, sixteen years old, beautiful, 
that she would go and kill herself. But we keep hearing more and more about teenage suicide. We, and yet, what, what do our leaders do? They have pot trucks here. In Times Square, if you guys come to visit Times Square, New York City, they've lined up the blocks with pot trucks. And how, how regulated is that? And so you're going to tell a 16 or 17-year-old kid, don't do pot. What are they going to say? Well, it's legal. Of course I can do it. And meanwhile, we know just how destructive pot is. Forget about it's a gateway drug. Forget about that it causes more automobile accidents. And we've seen that it causes people to fail out of school and their jobs and all these things. It also affects them on a molecular level. It, it literally affects their DNA. It kills brain cells. And that's why we have the dumbing down of America. John Ketsmatidis, he always says it, and it's not, it's not hyperbole. America is under attack. And so what we have to do is we have to pray. We do. Whatever, whoever your God is, you have to pray and be more introspective and be closer with one another, with our family. And we have to also have the courage to speak out and tell the truth. And don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. All of you Democrats out there, don't be afraid to speak out and vote the right way, because that's the only way we're going to change America back to how it's supposed to be. Just normal, traditional values, because that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to change America because they want to be in control and they want to rule us. Let's go to the phone calls. Again, I'm going to talk to Michael Cutler very, very shortly in about 15 minutes. So keep it right here. Uh, let's go to John from Whitestone. Hi, Lydia. Hey, John. I just hey, wanted John. To, I just wanted to mention two things. I want to urge John Katzmatidis that we need more women's voices on the air. And I'm so happy to hear your voice. Second thing is, when you were on the 4 o'clock hour, you played that intro, and it was absolutely amazing. I wish you would play it for the remaining days you have. Uh, thank you so much, John. Thank you so much, John. Oh, I hear myself on the radio. Thank you. Um, yeah, I don't know. We don't even have that intro anymore. I think it's out of the system. It was so long ago. But it's, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm so lucky. I really am. It's, I'm so, so blessed. And I talked about this before, and I'll talk about it again. Sometimes bad things happen. Again, like this SCOTUS leak and all these things happen, and you're like, oh, my God. But it is sometimes it's God's way of shaking you and waking you up and making you realize, like, the way I lost, uh, I, I, I didn't. I, I worked at Fox Five. I didn't leave under the best circumstances. I was, I was there for almost seven years, and I, I hate my boss was a jerk. Okay, am I allowed to say that? I don't know. Whatever. I don't want to get into it. But anyway, I was like, okay, I'm at, I'm, at, I'm done with news. I am done with news. I was like, I'm f, f being on TV. I'm sick of this. I'm gonna go work in PR. I'm gonna go. I even, so I, I applied for a PR job. I applied. Um, and I, I got a job offer, but it was like no money. I, I was even going to be a college professor. I got the job offer. You will not believe how little they pay college professors. I mean, it's bad. It's like so bad. It's not livable. But I guess they thought it would be the cachet. And I was going to be a journalism professor. And then all of a sudden, I got this job offer to work at Fios and to do like some weekend anchoring. And then I got another job offer to work at this Catholic station, and I was news anchoring there. And I said, oh, this is fun, and it was good money and everything like that. And then all of a sudden, I started doing backup news anchoring here at WABC Radio. I was doing backup news anchoring. And then... Chad Lopez. I met Chad Lopez. He's the president of the company. We had a great conversation. I followed. He doesn't read his emails. The guy doesn't read his emails. And I harassed him via email because something like clicked. 
I, something clicked. I said, this is, this is where I belong. I belong here. I, this is, this is, this place is booming. It's blowing up. They are doing some really great, innovative things. They're thinking outside the box. And this guy, he's young, he's passionate, he's a little crazy. I was like, this is where I want to be. And here I am. And here I am. And John Katzmatidis gave me a shot. And I'm on the air talking to you guys. And I couldn't be more thrilled because I, we are making a difference. We are making a difference in this world. And nothing makes me feel better because that's why I became a journalist in the first place. Let's go to, oh, another John from Rutherford. Doing? Uh, Lydia, I love your show. Um, yeah, I, I, referring to the, uh, the uh, kids that want to kill themselves, um, I don't really uh, over, overdo it with my son, but uh, ironically enough, um, he's a Bernie lover and whatever, but um, he's sat there and played a song for me the other day and I couldn't believe it, it was about suicide. I'm saying to myself, I go, here's a kid. I, I've not, not that I've given him everything, but he has enough. I mean, he's going to school and everything like that. It's the stuff they're teaching in school. I couldn't agree more, John. That's why I thank God you're a great dad and you're talking to your kid and getting involved. And that's what we have to do. We have to stay on top of it and we cannot rest until we make sure that our loved ones are protected and they have the truth. Um, I'm Lydia Serrani in for great Greg, Greg Kelly. You can follow me, Lydia News, L-I-D-I-A-N-E-W-S. Keep it right here. You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show. Should I fly to Los Angeles? Find my whole brother. Mickey Mouse is going on the cow. Dave's on sale again. We kiss a kiss in the rear view. You're so bored, you're to blame. Such you want Welcome, welcome. This is not Greg Kelly. This is Lydia Serrani. Greg has a day off. Oh, everything zen. I don't think so. Zen. That's Bush. Love him. I love Gavin Rossdale. My husband knows he's my, my crush. I love him. We're, we're tired of it. We're tired of everybody telling us to calm down, right? We're tired of everybody saying everything's going to be okay. The cavalry is coming. No, no, it can't come soon enough. I'm seeing, I'm seeing my paycheck is good, but I'm seeing all my, all my bills going up and up and up. Do you know, I've been trying to buy a new car and I refuse to pay over MSRP. I am sick and tired of it. It's like, that is the manufacturer suggested retail price. Why should I have to pay five, six thousand dollars over? Because then I'll be underwater in a few years. And that's what's happening with houses too. My parents, they live in a very nice area, but it's it's middle class and Yonkers. And there is like a house down the block on for one point two million dollars. Things have gotten so out of control, and it's all because of President Biden. Yet if you hear him speak, what does he constantly talk about? He doesn't talk about the issues that matter to us. 
He doesn't talk about the 50 black kids that were killed nationwide. He doesn't talk about the career criminals that are now running the streets. He doesn't talk about the over 100,000 people that have died because of drug overdoses. He doesn't talk about the fentanyl pouring across the borders because of his open border policy. No, what does he talk about? White supremacy, white supremacy, MAGA, this and that. He just said this a short time ago. Take a listen. What are the next things that are going to be attacked? Because this MAGA crowd is really the most extreme political organization that's existed in American history. The most extreme political organization in American history is Make America Great Again? You psycho. What about Al-Qaeda? Are you kidding me? What about all the other terrorist organizations? Now they're saying they're going to attack gay marriage. They're going to attack the Board of Ed. Meanwhile, President Biden, when he was a senator back in 1982, citing his Catholic faith... He said that abortion is not a constitutional fundamental right. And he said that the state should decide. And then the doofus got pressured and pressured and then he backed off. But yeah, yeah, he was a Catholic back then. And it is. It's gotten out of control. People shouldn't. Women shouldn't be allowed. to. I'm sorry. I'm going to say it. I don't care. And I'm a woman. You, you, you shouldn't be allowed to kill your kid. Okay. I, and we can have a compromise. We can do it a couple of weeks. A woman, you know. But... Up until birth, late-term abortion, even second trimester. That's crazy. It's crazy. that It feels pain. So maybe we got to follow the science. Follow the science, right? Maybe that's what the Democrats need to do. Follow the science. And talk about the fact that the majority of the 63 million kids that were aborted were black and brown. And every single, think about it, every single Planned Parenthood, what neighborhood is it in? Is that a coincidence? Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Let's go to Nicholas from New York City. Hi, Lydia. Hey, Nicholas. Uh, I wish I could have been in the call with you this morning. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, you guys missed it. My husband is so mad at me. He texts me because I said about my crotch. <laughs> oh, no. Did, you missed it, Kevin. Kevin wasn't my board off. He's looking at me now. So I'm driving down the Deegan, and I look down, and I'm like, why did I not zip up my pants? And it's because the zipper came undone. So it was full frontal crotchal nudity, and I had to turn around. And I, I wasn't late, but still, I like to be here extra early. But thank you, Nicholas. Very cute. My husband's like, why are you stop talking about your crotch? And it's like, it's funny. It's a joke. It's a joke, honey. Victor, calm down. Victor, calm down. But whatever. Uh, let's go to Rob from Yonkers. Hi, Lydia. How are you? I'm doing well, Rob. Uh, I'm a retired police officer. Uh, let me tell you something. If they legalize the marijuana in New York, you're going to see insurance rates go through the roof. Not only that, people are going to be dropped left and right from insurance companies. No, I I just it's uh, we saw what happened in Colorado that the accidents went up once they legalized it there and I mean it, this is only the beginning this is only the beginning kids aren't going to go to school they're not going to feel well and we don't even know real I mean we have some studies the Duke University the long term side effects it's just instead of us telling kids listen you got to deal with your problems you. Maybe we should be talking to them about going to church or not even church. You don't even have to do church or getting them some sort of help, some sort of maybe peer-to-peer type of therapy. It's like, okay, take a pill, take a whiff of this, do a vape of that or whatever. It's like, yeah. what are you guys stressed out about? What are kids so stressed out about? I wish I could be the a police, kid again. The police have a tough time with DWI investigations. Now you're going to throw this into the lap? This is crazy. 
It I'm is telling you, it's crazy. It is crazy. Thank you, Rob from Yonkers. From Yonkers. Uh, now we have on the line for us uh, Michael Cutler. He's a former INS agent for how many years? How were you? Uh, Hi, Lydia. Thanks for having me. Thirty years. Just thirty years. So you know a little bit about the border. Only thirty years. It was. It was. It was a quick career. <laughs> uh, how bad? So, Michael Cutler, how can people follow you and find you? Well, I, I have my own website, obviously my favorite website in the world. It's Michael Cutler, C-U-T-L-E-R, michaelcutler.net. I write for Front Page Magazine, frontpagemag.com. I write for an outfit called U.S. Incorporated, usinc.org. And I host my own blog talk, radio talk show on Friday nights at 7 p.m., the Michael Cutler Hour. But you're, most importantly, I'm here with you right now. You're a common sense guy. You were on Cats at Night and... That's uh, you, you just you make a lot of sense. Tell me just how bad are things at the border? And I feel once again, we're being distracted. I know this is a huge deal, the leak and abortion and all of that. And it's a threat to our democracy. But now the border crisis, it's a national security threat, I believe, at this point. Not at this point. It has always been. You know, I've testified before something like 16 or 17 congressional hearings. And back then I was called by both parties. I don't know how this became a left or right issue, and I gave testimony to the 9-11 Commission. And, and before we get into it, I just want everyone to think about the number 19. Why the number 19? Because it just took 19 hijackers on 9-11 to kill more people than we lost to the entire Japanese fleet at Pearl Harbor on December 7, 1941. Think about that comparison. And if you look at the 9-11 Commission report, what they found was that 9-11 and other similar terrorist attacks were only possible because of multiple failures of the immigration system. And tragically, the immigration system, which everyone expects is a law enforcement system, right now it's truly a delivery system and has been for decades. Again, we're speaking with Michael Cutler. He's a former INS agent for over 30 years. We're talking about the border. I'm in. I'm Lydia Serrano in for Greg Kelly. Michael Cutler, I mean, what's it going to take? What's it going to take? Because right now we have our border agents, instead of doing their job as law enforcement agents, they're basically a welcoming committee, and they're just bussing these people, and uh, they're being dispersed all over the, the country. Yeah. And by the way, you know, we're, we're focusing on the Mexican border. How many are coming through the Canadian border? How many are coming along our 95,000 miles of coastline? How many are coming in through international airports and disappearing? We are a nation of 50 border states. Simply looking at the Mexican border is almost a distraction. But the reason that we look at it is because this is the nonsense we've been spoon fed for decades. Uh, look, interior enforcement is really the critical issue here. And by the way, I spent half my 30-year career with the Drug Task Force. I was the first INS agent assigned to the Unified Intelligence Division of DEA. Human traffickers are frequently drug smugglers. And drug smugglers right now throughout Latin America are working with Hezbollah and other terrorist groups to flood America with narcotics and to enable sleeper agents and criminals and fugitives to enter the United States. We had over 100,000 people die of drug overdoses last year. That doesn't include people killed by the gangs, doesn't include people who perished because they were in car accidents and they were high, or those people who were strung out and desperate for their fix, and they committed violent crimes to get the money to buy narcotics. We're destroying our country. And by the way, this delivery system delivers an unlimited supply of cheap, exploitable labor. And it's not just the illegals, it's high-tech visas. 
an unlimited supply of foreign tourists. And here's the real kicker, Lydia. It delivers a limitless supply of clientele for immigration law firms, and you have immigration attorneys on both sides of the political aisle. And Mike, Think of it from that perspective. I know. It, and you thank you for broadening my, my perspective. And Michael Cutler, I mean, it, it's, it's this May 23rd. It's just around the corner. That's when Title 42 might be lifted. And Title 42 was the one yep. saving grace we had to send people back to for COVID reasons because of overpopulation at these at the detention centers. And now what's going to happen if if that that's going to be lifted? We know that because they want to pack the country with the Democratic voters. That's what I truly believe. It's not because they have some kind of altruistic intention to help these no, people. Broad, broad, Lydia, not to cut you off, but broaden your perspective. Mm. This goes beyond importing voters. It's the destruction of the middle class. Right. Driving more and more Americans to need government assistance Agreed. to make them dependent on government. And the Democrats, they're the party of the handout, aren't they? Absolutely. I mean, you're going to vote for the guy that's giving you free money. That's what they're doing. They're buying votes with the. Especially if you can't afford to put the lights on between inflation and loss of jobs and the massive increase in, in uh, homelessness. Why do you think we have homelessness? Part of it is drugs. Part of it is mental illness. But how many people are homeless because they lost their jobs? where their wages became so low compared to the cost of housing that they could no longer hang on to that house or that apartment. This is the engineered destruction of our economy. And at the same time, we're destroying national security, public safety. And by the way, the border wall, we're told, it's a wall of hate. And the Republicans did not want to fund it either, if you remember, when they had control of the House and Senate. The border wall, believe it or not, was not designed to stop a single person from entering the United States. Because the border wall did not block off ports of entry. All the border wall did was to try to prevent people from evading the vetting process that we conducted ports of entry to keep out criminals and terrorists and spies and people who pose a threat to public safety, public health, and the jobs and wages of American workers. So this isn't a wall of hate, okay? The immigration laws make no distinction about race, religion, or ethnicity. If they did, I couldn't have enforced those laws for 30 seconds, let alone 30 years, my family was decimated in the Holocaust. The laws are about protecting us. If you go to Title VIII, United States Code Section 1182, it enumerates who we're trying to keep out. And it's all about people with dangerous diseases or criminals or terrorists or human rights violators, uh, people who pose a threat. Why in the world would you take down our shields at a dangerous time? We know that Iran is working with, through Hezbollah throughout Latin America with human traffickers. China is flooding America with unprecedented levels of fentanyl, which is killing people in, in ways we've never seen before. We know that Russia would love to bring their people in to act as saboteurs. So how in the world does this make sense? The one question someone needs to ask Jinsaki and these other politicians in Washington, how do these policies benefit Americans? Let's not talk about why the flight's coming at night and all this other business, because she knows how to wriggle off the hook. I was going to teach debate on the college level when I had the opportunity to become an agent. My degree was in communications, arts, and sciences. Uh, I jokingly call it my BA in BS. But in reality, it's about the art of the question. And the one question every politician seeking elected office should be made to answer, how would your policies benefit the average American family? How's that for an interesting question? That would be an amazing question, but a lot of these reporters don't have the courage. And I'm sure she, she is really good well, as a White House press. She has a lot of white. She's she's a good White House press secretary because she never fully answers. And then when she does answer the question, it's all it's nonsensical. And then the president himself just a short she's time. Ago, Dodger. 
She is. She's she the really is. She is. And just a short time ago, you had President Biden talking not about Hezbollah, like you mentioned, not about the sex traffickers, the drug traffickers, all the other mm-hmm. terrorists, because I consider them terrorists because they are putting terror on, on our land. He says that MAGA is the greatest uh, threat facing our nation. They're the greatest. What did he call them? Threats. Let's, let's play that Biden clip one more time so you can hear for yourself, Michael Cutler. What are the next things that are going to be attacked? Because this MAGA crowd is really the most extreme political ex- organization that's existed in American history. He's unbelievable. What are we going to do? The most extreme. Putting Americans first is something that he will never do because, look, he's bought and paid for most of these politicians. Their campaign contributions are bribes, okay? Everybody hates lobbyists, right? Well, guess who the employees of the lobbyists are? The politicians who take the money. It's an employer-employer relationship. They take the money and they do as they are expected to do because otherwise the money will stop kind of like going to work for a boss, isn't it? Uh, exactly. Well, thank you so much, Michael Cutler. Always, uh, you're great. And your website again? It's michaelcutler.net. And, and folks, don't fight with your friends and neighbors. We're all on the same side as America. Absolutely. This divide and conquer strategies being used by the enemies of America, and some of them are the enemies within. Let's sit down as Americans and have peaceful, fact-based, rational discussions Summer's coming. Barbecues are coming. Let's get together and let's put our heads together as Americans and do what's best for us. I know. I couldn't agree more. Thank you so much. God bless you, Michael Cutler. Keep it right here. I'm Lydia Serrani in for Greg Kelly. I got two lines open, 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-922. We got so much more to talk about. We're going to talk about crime. We're going to talk about black-on-black violence. Keep it right here. In for the Greg Kelly Show. Greg Kelly. This is the Greg Kelly Show. Serrani in for Greg. This is some Taylor Swift. Look what you made me do. I love this part. I check it once, then I check it twice. Look what you made me do. Look what you made me do. Look what you just made me do. Look what you just made me do. Look what you guys made me do. You got me in trouble now because now that guy Nicholas from New York City, I was wearing underwear for everybody listening. I wear underwear, okay? God. My God, I can't believe I have to clarify that. Like, are there women walking around? It's a joke. I joke. I like to joke around a lot. Okay, just relax. Anyway, anyway, we got so many uh, phone calls to take, and uh, we got a lot more to talk about. So you know what? Nobody wants to talk about. It. I say the inconvenient truth. The inconvenient truth is crime is up. 
overall crime here, at least in New York City, is up. Violent crime is up 60 percent. Subway crime. I mean, the statistics are staggering, especially considering that they're not even cops aren't doing as much as they're able to do that. They maybe even want to do because of what's the point? What's the point if they arrest somebody and that person is just released? I talked about this case to me. It is the poster child of just how messed up the system here is, the bail reform system here is in New York City, that you had this 17-year-old kid. He was on probation for a gunpoint robbery. First of all, why is he on probation for a gunpoint robbery, a violent gunpoint robbery? In addition to that, Stephen Sanchez of the Bronx, he also beat up his mother. He Yes, he beat up his mother before he robbed her. If that's not reason alone for him to be put behind bars and in Rikers and have Bubba make him his new boyfriend, I don't know what is. But no, they Justice Boyle, who's now retired, they put him on probation. Five months later, he's now accused of shooting a 21-year-old kid in the head in a case of mistaken identity. It was kind of like a gang retaliation thing. So on a technicality, Justice Naida Samaj threw out the grand jury indictment, just threw it out, even though that the cops had evidence to back up that they think this guy is the guy. And you know what? As a judge, it's not your job to decide whether or not this kid is innocent or not. It's a preponderance of guilt, right? That's what it's supposed to be. So if there's evidence there that the likelihood this person committed the crime, then the indictment should stick. Not only did she just throw out the indictment, she let him go free. So here's a guy, gunpoint robbery, clear parole violation, you name it, and she could have easily held him while the Bronx DA represented their case. They had 45 days to do it. No, what did she do? She just let him walk. I mean, and this is this is emblematic. This is what's going on, not just here in New York City, but all throughout the country. So it's not just the legal system itself. It's not just the laws. It's you've got these radical district attorneys and you've got these radical judges that instead of treating people like criminals, they feel sorry for them that they're victimized, that they're the victims. Oh, poor kid, this or that. I don't care. I don't care. You act like an animal, you're going to get treated like an animal, worse like an animal because I like animals. Go to jail. Do not stop. Do not pass go. Go to jail. You beat up your mother. I don't care if your mother's a hooker. You don't beat up your mother. You don't beat up your mother. She gave you life. And if she wants to take it. No, I'm just kidding. See now, like, uh, meanwhile, I'm against abortion. Oh, God. Uh, let's go to Thomas from Neptune, New Jersey. Kalimera, Lydia, oh, happy Easter to you, too. I'm, I'm actually uh-huh. Albanian. But yes, I know what that means. Because uh, I have my I boss is Albanian. Greek. My boss is Greek. I listen to you all the time. I listen to the big boss man, Katsimatidis. I, I, I saw him in a Greek parade a couple of years back, and I just had no idea the level of programming that you guys really get off on WABC. You're amazing. You're an inspiration. Uh, I, I've suffered. I'm a victim of a very violent, aggravated assault by by a black man here in Asbury Park, New Jersey, in 2006 on my mother's birthday. I'm so sorry to hear. Oh, Thomas. Keep doing what you're doing, Lydia. I love you. Oh, Thomas. I love you, too. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for you. You're going to be strong. You got this. You got this. You Don't worry. I, I feel so bad. Oh, my God. He was crying. Oh, my God. 
Oh, I love you, Thomas. You're going to be okay. I swear to God, you're going to be okay. Keep it right here. I'm Lydia Serrano in for the great Greg Kelly, who's feeling a little under the weather. You can follow me on social media, Lydia News, L-I-D-I-A-N-E-W-S. And you can add a one for Instagram. And you can follow me on social media and Facebook. I know people still use Facebook. C-U-R-A-N-A-J. Keep it right here. We got a lot more to talk about. Hi, it's Lou Dobbs for Priority Gold, America's precious metals dealer. These are volatile times with high inflation, soaring debt, wars on multiple continents, and rising financial stress. Central banks are buying gold to diversify their reserves, so are many Americans. Call Priority Gold and find out how precious metals can help you diversify your portfolio. They're highly rated and happy to help. Call 1-866-303-6357 or get a free gold guide at PriorityGoldGuide.com. That's Priority PriorityGoldGuide.com. Greg Kelly, the latest breaking news and opinions, entertaining and informative. I love Lady Gaga. I want your love. This is Lydia Serrano in for Greg Kelly. Don't make fun of my music selection. They didn't have Radiohead. <laughs> I want your love. Love, love, love. I want your love. Okay, this is a good part. Wait. You know that I want you. And you know that I need you. I want it. Ah, oh, Lady Gaga. I do. I have a bad romance, I think, with Mayor Adams. Do you know that? It's like a love. Because like sometimes I'm like, I like him. He's smart. He's, he's good. And then I'm like, dude, do something. Do something. Crime is out of control. Do something. Take a stand, man. Caught in a bad romance. Anyway. We're going to be speaking with a candidate for governor here in New York, Andrew Giuliani. He is the son. He's, they, they, you know what they say? The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Andrew Giuliani, he's Rudy's son. I love Rudy, okay? I love Rudy, okay? I don't, I know, yeah, whatever. The, I love Rudy. He's such a good guy. He really is. Did you know he almost wanted to become a priest? Multiple times, Rudy. Yes, yes. And he's like almost like a theologian. He's, he's a brilliant guy. And that's what, like, regardless of how you feel about what he believes in politics or whatever, the fact remains that he saved this city. And then Michael Bloomberg continued that saving and that Mayor Adams would rather meet with Governor Cuomo, who is just a bad guy, rather than Giuliani and speak with Giuliani and say, you know, help me figure out how to get this city back on track. 
You know, Rudy in a heartbeat would meet with him in a heartbeat. I know how Rudy is because Rudy cares about this city. He cares about New York. He cares about America. And we deserve to be safe. And people are leaving New York. They're leaving. Every day I hear my husband. uh, He's on the phone with his friends from Florida. And he's like, you know, I mean, sounding pretty good. We pay the highest taxes in the nation. And what are we getting from it? What are we getting out of it? They were about to build a homeless shelter near where that woman was killed, the Asian woman that was followed into her apartment by that crazy guy who then stabs her to death. They were going to build a homeless shelter down the block, and as a result of her murder, they decided not to do it. But it's like nobody wants a homeless shelter in their neighborhood. Nobody wants a jail in their neighborhood. They're th- they're making – you've heard of Rikers. Everybody's heard of Rikers. They want to tear down Rikers. Why? Because it's expensive real estate. They want to tear it down and build jails in each borough, except, I think, for Staten Island. How does that make sense? And you, you've, I, you know, I've, I've been to a jail because I was going there for an interview as a reporter. Thank God, knock on wood, I never had to go visit anybody at a jail. But it's not a very nice area. It's not very savory. You know what I'm saying? It's like they've got, like, the bail bondsmen and this and that and the people there. You're like, oh, you know. Who wants that in their neighborhood? Who wants that? Who wants a homeless shelter? Look at the Upper West Side. What's going on? you got all these people there. They spend millions of dollars in their apartments and, you know, and, and their maintenance. And, and they've got people, like, dealing drugs in the corner. And they got a bunch of homeless guys living in a fancy hotel. But this is what America's turning into. The haves and the have-nots. You heard Michael Cutler before. They're allowing everybody to come in, and this is not just about packing the country with Democratic voters. This is about the destruction of America. So then people are beholden to the government, and then the government can tell you to do whatever they want you to do. It's incredible to me that they they want to allow women— They're advocating the radical left for women to be able to kill their baby whenever they feel like it, for whatever reason they feel like it, with no limitations. I'm talking about the radical. Meanwhile, they want our little kids to get a vaccine. They want uh, to be forced to get vaccinated, to force vaccines, this and that. I thought it was my body, my choice. That's why you you can't have it both ways, guys. Oh, but if you get sick, then you make sick. Well, it's your choice to be on public. We all assume that risk. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm looking right now at MSNBC and it says 13 states have trigger laws to ban abortion. Oh, look, now she's panning down to a little kid and a baby. Is that lady? Oh, this is crazy. This is just crazy. Let's go to. uh, Oh, God. Let's go to Cliff from Wayne, New Jersey. Hello. Hey, Cliff, you're live with Lydia. I'm in for Greg Kelly. Hey, Lydia. It's nice to talk to you. What's on your mind? What's up? I got a couple things I was thinking about. Uh, first of all, when, it, when they're talking about, uh, I call it the democratic philosophy. If I get elected, all I want to do is get money for my personal wealth or my election campaign. And if you can't help me with that, I'm not going to help you. So now you're going to do something you're just talking about Rikers Island. Does it make sense? Absolutely makes sense. Because if they get rid of all of those jails, that's all first-rate real estate. Mm-hmm. Somebody's gonna make a lot of money on that. That's Either all it's about. Thank you, Cliff. I couldn't agree more. At the end of the day, it's all about the almighty dollar. That's what it's all about. They want to punish success. I was talking with my mother, and I was telling her, like, we, we, my husband and I, we had to pay a lot of money back to the government. 
And you know whose fault it is? It's actually Trump. Those tax laws that he passed in 2018, he really screwed us. And then he also really screwed us with the salt. So I am upset with Trump. If I ever get to interview him again, I'm going to bring it up to him. Like, dude, what were you thinking? So I know a lot of you are in the same predicament as we are. And we're just like, we used to get money back from the government. Now we had to pay all this money back. And I tell my mother and she was like, oh, my God. I can't believe you had to pay all that money. I said, Mom, they want to punish the success. They want to punish us. You know, if I go to an emergency room with my daughter, I I probably or, you know, or my husband or whatever I go, I could expect like a $5,000 bill probably come in my way. Meanwhile, you can be an illegal migrant. You can come in and you don't have to pay a dime. How is that fair? So instead of we're de-incentivizing success, the fact that they want to do the public housing and the food stamps and uh, paying off our loans and this and that, we're de-incentivizing, I can never say right, de-incentivizing success. And then we are punishing success. So instead of saying to people, you will have this if you do this or this or that or whatever, they're doing the opposite. So it's like, the, it's like well, what, what's the point of making more money? The government's just going to take more. What's the point of working more overtime? They're just going to eat my paycheck's going to get eaten up by the taxes anyway. So I might as well just leave as soon as the clock strikes three. And it's sad. And that's why you have so many employers struggling to find good employees, specifically the restaurants and the lower level positions, because people make more money sitting their butts at home. They do. They're getting unemployment. Unemployment's now limitless. Under Trump, it was six months max. That's it. Now you can just chill on unemployment, 400 bucks a week here in New York, and that's it. You could probably get food stamps, get some free medical care, you name it. So what, what's the point? Why should I work? Then you could probably get your Section 8 housing and, you know, you're chilling. And you could do just some uh, under-the-table type of business, get some cash, and that's it. That's that's what's happening all across New York. It's happening all across America and the Democrats love it because they want they want the constituents to be beholden to them because there's this two tier level in America. You got the celebrities who couldn't be more left, left, left. But yet the Met Gala, if that's the not epitome of classes, like a classist society, I don't know what is. You saw the help wearing all the masks and then, you know, they're holding the train for the dresses and stuff like that. And then you see the celebrities and they're in their gowns and it's the epitome. And that's OK. I, I, I applaud them. They're beautiful and they're rich. And why not? It's fashion. It's glamour. But they're the same exact people that say equal rights for all. And we should this and that and da da da. da. And I'm, it's like they're they're hypocrites. They're full of it. Just like AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I bring her up all the time. Because she has become the poster child for the left. And people are so afraid of her. And AOC is a fraud. She's not from the Bronx. She's from Yorktown Heights. People from the Bronx don't sound like this. They don't have, they don't talk like this. They don't have an electric car. And they don't say, oh my God, this is such an attack. This is an assault on democracy. And I don't believe that this should happen to us. And oh my God, and Donald Trump is evil and they're white supremacists and all Republicans. And stop hitting on me. Stop hitting on me. You just want me. Nobody wants you, AOC. They want to slap you. She said it was funny because she tweeted Elon Musk and then he came back at her and was like, stop flirting with me. And then she got quiet. But she's a moron. She makes $175,000 a year. She went to the Met Gala. This this woman makes a lot of freaking money. She doesn't know what it means to be, 
I'm telling you, I'm from the Bronx. This is what people from the Bronx sound like. They don't sound like this. They sound like me. They sound like Cardi B. This is how you doing. How you guys doing? That's what they sound like. They don't sound like AOC. She's a fraud. She is a fraud. Let's go to the phone calls before I get on my AOC high horse. Uh, Let's go to, oh, Jim from New Jersey. I don't want to talk about abortion anymore. Can we talk about something else, Jim? Hey, hey, Lydia, uh, I love the show. Listen, I just want to say that the Republicans and the conservative media are, are biting the bait that the Democrats threw out there with this abortion thing. The leak was a planned leak, and they, they need something to draw the Republicans into a debate. Race isn't working. The economy, they have nothing to go on. But so by drawing them into an, a debate is going to fire up their voters. So what the Republicans need to do is every time they're asked the question, they need to say, we are just going to respect whatever decision the Supreme Court comes down with the same way we would hope that the Democrats will. And that would take the wind out of their sails. We can't debate this issue because this is an issue that's going to fire up the base, make the Republicans look evil again. That's all they want to do. They don't care about anything else, Lydia. You're Jim, beautiful. You are so right. I'm going to use that. You're right. Because it's such a complicated issue. No matter what you say, you're going to upset somebody. So you're right. It's up to the Supreme Court at this point. It's up to whatever the Supreme Court decides. And I truly believe it's up to, you know, it's such a complicated thing. But beautiful insight, Jim. I do have to go to break. Keep it right here. I don't have any open lines, but I'll give out the number anyway. 1-800-848-9222. I'm Lydia Serrani can follow me on social media, L-I-D-I-A-N-E-W-S. And I'm in for Greg Kelly. I hope you're feeling better, Greg. Take some, uh, what is it, a Z-Pack maybe he needs, a Theraflu, some lozenges. I know he has like a sore throat. Keep it right here. Andrew Giuliani coming up. Greg Kelly. This is The Greg Kelly Show. Yes, I understand that every life must be end. Uh-huh. As we sit alone, I know someday we must go uh-huh. I'm a lucky man to count on both hands the ones I love. Some folks just have one, yeah, others they got none. That's a sweet song. Stay with me. Eddie Better. Let's just breathe. This is Lydia Serrani. In for Greg Kelly, this is Just Breathe, Pearl Jam. I love Eddie better. I know he's a radical lefty, but see, I'm able to separate my political ideology, okay, from who I love. I love also, uh, who's the guy, um, Ruffalo, Mark Ruffalo. He's extreme lefty, too. The guy who played the Hulk, so cute. But it's okay. I still like him as an actor. Yeah, I don't want to hurt. There's so much in this world to make me there is. We all got to come together. We're all on the same side here, people. That's why, if you notice, I don't try to demonize the Democrats, even though, yeah, they are. They call themselves Democrats. I say the radical left that want to destroy America. 
Speaking of destroying, Amber Heard, you know, she's destroying her career with this Johnny Depp thing. Good for him that he took her to court for defamation. She's on the stand right now. She's testifying about her toxic marriage. You know what I never understood is these celebrities, when they go to court or they go to, like, the White House, all of a sudden they wear these ill-fitting suits. You can still, like, dress nice and be professional. There's, like, no in-between for them. And they're whack jobs. I knew a guy when I worked at CBS News and he wanted to be a comedian and he said and and an actor. And he'd say to me, you know, you have to be a little crazy in order to be an actor because you're pretending to be someone else. And it does take a toll on your psyche. And so I do think that they're all a little whacked in the head. And I have no doubt that they had a really toxic marriage. I think she gaslit him. And I, you know, and uh, good for her if she's let's see what the court decides. Let's see what the court decides. I know, but everybody's on Johnny Depp's side. I used to love Johnny Depp. He used to be so hot. Remember, he was on 21 Jump Street. Oh my God, he was so good looking. He looks, he's get. he's looking better these days. I don't, I don't like the whole pirate look. Arr, I don't like it. Uh, let's go to Judith, my girl Judith from Brooklyn. Hey, Lydia. Hi, I was waiting for Andrew. Thanks for taking the call. You know something, you're talking about Rudy. And that's what I called about. But mm-hmm. I call him Righteous Rudy. Mm-hmm. Righteous Rudy. You tell him he wants to be a priest. And so now it makes even more sense because I'm so angry the way they want to smear him. He's such a special man. So I sat here and I said, what should I call Lydia? I said, no, I can't call Lydia lovely Lydia. That's too feminine for you. I'm calling you loud and proud Lydia. How do you like that one? <laughs> that's cute, that's Judith. You, Thank perfect. you. Loud, loud and proud. And proud Lydia. Yeah. So two things, two things, if I may. Number one. There should be uh, hardcore evidence should override technicality every single time. They've got to make an amendment because that's ridiculous. If you have evidence there, proof positive, the guy in front of you did it, everything, mm-hmm. whatever, and just because of the technicality that sometimes the police, they might not know all the laws and regulations. So that's really not fair. So really, hardcore evidence, when you really have, you have a shadow of a doubt, that should override technicality, Lydia. And let me just say the other thing as far as this goes. This whole thing now, you think the Dems care about women's health? Are you kidding me? This guy, Jim, was on target. Look at Obamacare. Do you remember that you think Obamacare is for, 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 for people to care about their insurance and their health and their welfare? Absolutely not. Obamacare was supposed to be a train wreck waiting to happen deliberately. Do you remember that? Oh, I know. Rhodes and the other guy. Yeah. So, like, that's. They're so full of it. I'm sorry to say these Dems or whatever. Or, or, yeah, or they, they are. They're or, so full of it. Judith, you're not full of it. You're you're Justice Judy. You're Justice Judy. Judith, 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 the Justice Crusader. Thank you so much. Loud and proud. I'm sometimes a little too loud. Thank, now I got the headphones working properly because I used to not be able to hear myself in my headphones. And I don't know. So did they? I wonder if they. My Uber order came in yet. I'm I'm so hungry. I order anytime I get an Uber, the coupon Uber Eats. I like order food, and I love pad thai. I love uh, Thai food. It's my favorite. And you know, actually, my favorite favorite food is my mother's uh, pasul. It's so good. It's like this hearty stew. So. The other day, I said to her, oh, I'm coming over. And she told me the night before, she's like, oh, we had some pasul. And I said, oh, do you have any leftover? And and then when she makes the homemade bread, oh, my God. And so I'm like, oh, do you have any left? And she was like, no, we ate it all. I, I almost didn't want to come. I, I was like, should I just say I'm not coming now? Because, like, you know, that'll be – look. but I, I went anyway. I did. I did. But uh, I was just like – and when I had my daughter, my mom's like, what do you want me to bring you to the hospital? What do you want me to bring you – you know, and they brought these big flowers and this and that. And I was like, 
just bring me pasui like that that's because i had a horrendous i had a bad delivery i had the most amazing pregnancy literally i was running around and nothing i was all belly but then the delivery was just because of like i was induced and da 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 it was just horrible i thought i was gonna die uh, and so I just wanted my mom's pasul, and it made me feel better. Why is it that moms make everything better? Why is that? Do you know, Kevin? Why do why moms make everything better? Moms are my, my mom's amazing, but moms make everything better. And Mother's Day is coming up on Sunday, and that's the other thing that I am so disgusted by with the radical left when they want to talk about. Well, I, I can't define what a woman is. A woman is so many things. A woman can't even, yeah, you're right. A woman can't be defined because a woman is, is the, it's almost like, I, I don't even know the fact that we give birth and all the, the way we multitask and we're so strong and all the, and they just want to reduce it down to, you can take some hormones and you can cut off that part. And then therefore you're a woman. No, that, that once again, they're taking God out of the equation. And they're trying to defy common sense. But we can't allow that to happen. Let's go to David from Jackson, New Jersey. Yeah, how are you? Good. We're waiting for Rudy. Oh, Rudy. Andrew Giuliani. Andrew Giuliani is coming up. He's running for governor. What's oh, well, on your mind, David? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm doing good. Thank you for asking, Lydia. Um, but first of all, I want to, you know, commend your uh, radio show. It's amazing. And it's the only radio show I listen to for news because I feel like all the other ones, you know, they're making up things, uh, you know, very more to the left. You know, you don't hear the straightforward news. I only get it from uh, from, seven, from 770. So thank you. Thank you to you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, the next thing I wanted to get to is, you know, I'm, I can't say I follow the news on an everyday basis. I just want to know. You know, when I was going, you know, voting for the election 2020, I, I go voting for Republicans. Thank I was... you. Thank you, David. They're cu- that's the music. I got to go to break. You're the best. And Pete, my Uber uh, deliveries here. Thank you guys. Keep it right here. Andrew Giuliani coming up. We're going to talk about crime here in New York and what we're going to do to stop it. You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show. Even flow. Oh, I love me some Eddie Vedder. I do. They don't. Even flow. I love Jeremy. We'll play little Jeremy. Jeremy spoken. Welcome back to the Greg Kelly Show. This is Lydia Serrani. Oh, thank God he got my Uber. Hey, thank you. Thank you so much, Pete. Thank you. You guys are the best. They, like, hold me automated. You know why I ordered it now? You're like, oh, why? Thank you, Pete. You're the best. You know why I ordered it? It's because there's a special. Otherwise, it would be, like, twice the price. So I had to get it in. You had to. 
I had to, and I had the fifteen dollar coupon, and the fifteen, and then so I got my husband food for later too. See, aren't I a good wife? I'm a good wife, even though one of Um, you know who I'm extremely disappointed in. Before we get to Andrew Giuliani, Governor Hochul, what a disappointment! I remember Congressman King when he came in when she was first appointed and Cuomo stepped down. We we were like, oh my god, he, he King was like, I know her. She's a common sense person, and she's like been like kidnapped, hijacked by the radical left. I, I The fact that she's done nothing about the bail reform, the fact that she's the one advocating for like alcohol to go. She's the one who pushed forward to have the, the food truck, the pot trucks in, in uh, they look like food trucks, the pot trucks in, in Times Square. So she's advocating for people to walk around drinking. She's advocating people to walk around getting high then she spends invests all of our money into the Buffalo Bills stadium, which her husband has a major stake in. She does nothing about Rikers. She did. I mean, it's unbelievable. And then this is what she said yesterday regarding the SCOTUS leak, the Supreme Court of the United States leak. Like what? She's supposed to be a nice Catholic woman. Thirty six, uh, Kevin. I refuse to go backwards. You don't want to mess with us. This is a fight that you will not win. As a woman, this is personal. The state of New York will always be there for anyone who needs reproductive health care, including an abortion. Uh, you know, why is she like taking a stand on something like this? Just, you know, she condemn the leak, condemn the leak and allow the Supreme Court to do their job. You know, I mean, what what? I don't I don't I don't I don't understand. And then there's a bill that's being introduced to make New York State a safe haven for transgender kids in order to receive gender affirming care. And the bill states that they don't want law enforcement officials as well as health officials to cooperate with the parents or, you know, any of the other officials in the other state that the kid came from, even the parents so it's bad enough we've got, like, teachers that think they know better for the student and don't want to tell the parents when things are going on with the kid. But now we've got assemblymen who – this guy is from Rochester – advocating for us to be some sort of, quote-unquote, sanctuary state for gender-affirming children. These kids need mental help. They need evaluations. They need their parents more involved in their lives, not out of their lives. Waiting momentarily for Andrew Giuliani. I got a line open. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Matt from Queens. Hi, Lydia. What's up? Yes, first time caller. I've been listening to you guys for quite a while. Hey, Lydia, I'm someone from the Caribbean, done fairly well. And I just wanted to comment on the crime in the black community. I want to say that the Democrat Party, the party is destroying black people. It's in a very benign, very sinister, very covert way. Their allegiance is to the party and not to the people. And I want to say to the Caribbean people and the African-American community, wake up to the the exploits of the Democrat Party, they're not for us. They are destroying the black community, and that's their aim. They're the true racists. Historically, they're the ones who are the KKK people. When you hear comments like, we don't need a man, like BLM in, in the home, two plus two doesn't equal four, 
discipline is a European concept. What kind of nonsensical, irrational statements these people are making? You know what's ironic, Lydia? The, these so-called black leaders, when you examine their credentials, all of them have multiple degrees. They made it. They have a success. And how did they do it? They did it through hard work, study, and discipline. And now they're telling us we don't have to do that? What a shame. Listen, black community, my friends, wake up and say enough is enough with the Democrat Party. Thank you, Lydia. Thank you so much, Matt, and for speaking the truth. And it's an inconvenient truth, and people don't want to hear it. But it, they're not helping the black community by giving them handouts rather than giving them more welfare. And, you know, the fact of the matter is it's the government's fault why you have so many fatherless families in the black community because we know that you'll get less money from the government if you if you get married. And the more kids you have out of wedlock, the more money you're going to get from the government. And it's it's it's. I, I just don't know what more to say. We need we need help. We need to change our leadership. Andrew Giuliani, he's, he's young, but he's full of passion. He's full of gusto, and he's here to make a difference. And he wants to he wants to be our next governor. Andrew Giuliani, how are you, Lydia? Great to be with you. I got to tell you, it was great to be with the WABC family yesterday for the opening game of the Ferry Hawks. What an amazing, amazing job John has done uh, building uh, what's going to be great. A great thing in Staten Island. What a beautiful view. I saw some of the I was un, un, unable to go. I had to stay here in studio in case, you know, we had something wrong with the transmission. But what a beautiful view out there. It's gorgeous. It is gorgeous. I remember and I can't remember now if it's ninety nine or two thousand, but the very first game when the Staten Island Yankees moved in there. And obviously it was so sad when the Yankees moved out. But for John, after a year or two absence to bring the Ferry Hawks, really, really a great thing for, uh, you know, what I would say is uh, probably my favorite borough of New York City. So, uh, you know, uh, very good. And I'll tell you what, if the other 61 counties were like Richmond County, New York State would be doing pretty well. Andrew Giuliani, what do you say to people that say, you know what, a Republican will never win in New York? Oh, it's a, look, I, I would I would say this. Uh, look at what happened in Virginia. Look at how close New Jersey was. These are obviously two deep blue states. Uh, and you had more independents and Democrats that came across party lines because you have the left, which is pushing, you know, ideas of infanticide, pushing uh, ideas of 37 different genders. Uh, I think obviously the Republican Party and, and specifically conservative ideals have become common sense ideals. Uh, so, so in looking at this, <laughs> I think it's very simple, right? First and foremost, what uh, the next great governor of New York will do is repeal bail reform and start that on day one. I've been very disappointed in Kathy Hochul. And frankly, so far, I've been dis disappointed in Mayor Adams' lack of action. He's saying a lot of the right things, but unfortunately, he's not getting it done. And when he went up to Albany a couple of months ago, he needed to come back with more than just an empty hand and his tail tucked between his legs. Uh, unfortunately, that's what's happened. A full repeal of bail reform is going to be necessary, and that's something that we're going to do on day one, we sit down with Andrea Stewart-Cousins and Carl Hasty and say very simply, this is my top priority. Uh, we have an upcoming budget negotiation, and if there's not a full repeal of bail reform, I am not funding your top priorities. I couldn't agree more, Andrew Giuliani. And, you know, we're in Midtown Manhattan. Our studios are just stunning. This area is very well-to-do and beautiful, a lot of corporate buildings. And even here on just this one block, there's like three homeless people just living on the streets 
We New Yorkers deserve better. And in the Bronx, it is horrible. Just the dirt, the, how dirty things are, the graffiti everywhere. I feel like people are are, are losing hope and, and they're, they don't have pride anymore in what it means to live in the greatest city in the world. And it's because our politicians, they're like, they're not doing anything about it. People shouldn't be allowed to slowly decompose on the streets. People shouldn't be allowed to defecate on the streets. And people shouldn't be allowed to do drugs in the streets. How would you, as, as governor, put an end to all of this? Well, I think first and foremost, what the governor can do is they have to look what they actually have from the MTA. So the governor has more board appointments than the mayor does for the MTA, which is obviously our subways and the LIRR and the Metro North. That goes back to a Robert Moses power struggle with Fiorella LaGuardia back in the 40s. Um, but not to bore you, I really think the best thing a governor can do for the city is clean up the subways. You can start doing that on day one without even working with the mayor there. And I think what New Yorkers will see, if they have a safe and clean subway ride, or if you're coming in from Long Island, an LIRR ride, or coming in from Westchester or Putnam County, a safe Metro North ride, all of a sudden that's going to put a ton of pressure on the mayor to make sure that people feel as safe above ground as they actually did below ground. So for me, that's an action item on day one, which really actually piggybacks off what we talked about, which is repealing bail reform. I think we go back to so many issues that are so important to New York, right? I'm actually right now down in Florida for the day because I'm heading to Mar-a-Lago for the premiere of 2000 Mules tonight. I'm actually looking at a guy who will be on WABC in about 15 minutes right now, getting all set up for his show today. Uh, But the truth is, uh, when we came down to Florida today and we got off the plane about two hours ago, we looked and it was so clean, so safe. Uh, I don't know if we're going to feel that way when we get off the off the plane tomorrow morning back in New York. And that is really unfortunate. It's something that I really think can be exchanged in about three to six months. Uh, this is something that a guy named Rudy Giuliani did in New York City in 1994. And he focused specifically on quality of life and making sure from a broken windows perspective, that people felt safe. Uh, He would always talk to me like this, and and I thought this made a lot of sense. And when I was working for President Trump, I lived right by Union Station, and I could see how dirty and how unsafe it felt around there specifically. And he said, you got to remember, people's first and last impression of New York, of a city, are the transit areas, right? That's where they're going to first see it, and that's where they're last going to see your city. And that's when they're going to determine whether or not they feel like they can bring their family to that city or that state. You want to make sure that's as clean and as user-friendly as possible. That way people will come back in and spend their hard-earned dollars in your city rather than another city. I I couldn't agree more with you, Andrew Giuliani. And I I talked about this before. I I don't know if you were listening, but Mayor Adams is really... There's a missed opportunity here because I I don't know your dad as well as you do, but I do have the pleasure of working with him. And he's such a good person. He's such a great guy. And I really think that even if Mayor Mayor Adams called him up and said, hey, man, let's let's go out and have a have a drink together. Let's have a lunch. Let's go to Scotto's. He would do it. You know, let me pick your brain. And instead he goes out with, you know, Governor Cuomo. Why not go have a lunch with Mayor Giuliani and talk to him how to clean up the city. Because if anybody knows how to fix New York City, it's it's your dad. You know, it's a great question. And uh, when Mayor Adams at one point, I don't remember if it was during the campaign or his transition period, 
when he called my father a racist. Uh, I, I actually really just uh, presented the data on this because I think more than anything, and, and you'll see this on the campaign trail and obviously Lydia co- covering politics and all of your and Greg's listeners listening to politics, every politician, myself included, has a story and has a narrative. But how do you get through those stories and narratives and figure out what's real or what's not? You break down the numbers and you look at the data. Well, when there were 2,200 murders a year in 1992 in New York, or when there were 289 murders a year about five or six years ago because of Rudy Giuliani's policies, both in both of those instances, about 70% of the crime victims were African-American or Hispanic-American which means that Rudy Giuliani's policies save well over 1,000 African-American and Hispanic-American lives a year. There is nobody, nobody in the history of New York, back from when Henry Hudson came down that river that's a little bit west of you, Lydia, that had more of a positive effect on black and Hispanic New Yorkers than Rudy Giuliani. Uh, Absolutely. Rudy Giuliani saved more black lives than any BLM organizer ever has. Andrew Giuliani, I wish you all the best. Any parting words and also give out your website. Well, go to NY for Giuliani.com. That's spelled out N-Y-F-O-R-G-I-U-L-I-A-N-I.com. And you know what? We are going to save New York. I see it. We just had another poll that came out last week that had us leading the Republican nomination. And and more than anything, I, I really see more independents and Democrats that are coming to our message because it is a message, and this is another thing of my father's, but it is a message of common sense. Uh, and, and that's really what we need to be preaching. Well, thank you so much, Andrew Giuliani, and uh, have fun in Florida. Have fun in Mar-a-Lago. Tell Trump I said hello. And that I'm, I'm upset about <laughs> you, salt. I know somebody said to me, they're like, don't blame Trump for the salt. Yeah, what about the onerous taxes? And I'm like, yeah, but I, I need to do something about my taxes. My God. But thank you, Andrew Giuliani. I wish you all the best, and I love your dad. And we still got more show to go. We got what? We got to go to break, right? Because that's what the music is playing for. Keep it right here. I'm Lydia Serrana. You can follow me, Lydia News, L-I-D-I-A-N-E-W-S. I'm in for the great Greg Kelly. Keep it right here. Greg Kelly. listening to the Greg Kelly show on top of the world. I get to talk to you guys and then I'll talk again later in the John Katz Matidis Cats at Night show at 5 o'clock. He is the best there is. He keeps it real. Sorry. That's what we do here. We're not these fancy flowery writing. So a friend of mine, I'll tell you a funny story. My friend just got this insulting salary offer for a new job and I said to him, you know what? You should just say I respectfully decline this offer and then they'll be like, what? Why? Because they're like, they love him. 
And 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 then they'll be like, "Why? What do you mean? Why? Why? Well, and and just say because clearly I misinterpreted just the importance and the, the gravitas and, uh, of the position that you, you're offering because otherwise you wouldn't offer me a basic entry level salary. Ninety thousand dollars they offered him. Ninety thousand. That's like nothing. That's nothing in New York City for somebody that's got like two decades of experience for a managing position for a manager position. What's ninety thousand dollars in New York City? I know it's a lot in some other places, but not really anymore. Not even. I used to live in South Carolina for a few years, and now it's 90000 isn't a lot anywhere. 90000 90, to be like a, a, a manager? Oh, my God. Literally supervising a bunch of, like, supervising, like, at least 20, 30 people. And they were like, oh, 90000 We love you. This is, They flew him out, and they uh, wined and dined him, and this and that, and here's 90000 I would have just said... I told them, I said, just write an email, say, I respectfully uh, decline your offer. Thank you. Bye. That's it. What do you guys think? He was like, wow, Lydia, you are just very to the point. And just, I said, yeah, uh, nobody has time to read long emails. Nobody has time for that. I said, you know what? Even text it, text it, text it back to them. That's ridiculous. And let them come back to you and say, well, what do you think the, the job is worth? And then you tell them what you think you're worth. I mean, come on. Come on. All right. Let's go the phone calls. Let's go to Mike from New Rochelle. Hey, Lydia. How are you? Good. How about you? Good. I just have to tell you, I used to watch you on News 12, and I didn't put two and two together. I didn't know you were the same person. I listened to the station. I listened to Greg Kelly. But um, I got to tell you, I love you because you're honest. You're straight to the point. And, uh, you know, it's refreshing. So now you have a new fan for your station. Oh, thank you, Mike. Yeah, I worked at uh, News 12 Westchester. It's funny. uh, People to this day still remember me from there and from Fox. And I ran into some uh, old TV friends when I was uh, at the Inner Circle dinner. And they like one after the other came up to me and they're like, you really found your calling. Because, you know, when you're a TV reporter, you can't say how you feel. A A good journalist, actually. At least that's how I was taught. I studied journalism. You're not supposed to tell, tell your feelings, your opinions. You got to keep it right down the middle. And you know, I think people need a little fire in their lives. What do you think, Mike? Uh, absolutely, absolutely. It's uh, you know, I've been in law enforcement for for 30 years, and I, I tell you, this world has been upside down. But uh, just just to hear honest opinions and common sense is refreshing. But, uh, you know, hopefully we can get back to some kind of normalcy if that ever exists anymore. But, you know, just keep doing an awesome job. But I'll be listening from now on, though. Thank you, Mike. Let's go to Sunny from Staten Island. Strong Island. Yes, Staten Island. Is this Greg? Because your voice changed and went a little high-pitched. I went through a text no, I, change. I, I, <laughs> I went through it. I am now binary. <laughs> I really like your voice. <laughs> I really do. But uh, that, that's funny. Now, you, you know what? This this uh, this gun violence has really gone through the roof, and uh, it, it, it's really it's really not that tough to solve as as I see it. I mean, I have over thirty years as well as the other guy in law enforcement, plus twenty one years of uh, of military law enforcement. So, and, and I'm only thirty nine years old, by the way. But don't do the math. But <laughs> but the thing is. Is they should go back to how it was before mandatory sentencing. Even I go back when Mayor Koch he had a two-year uh, mandatory sentencing for uh, anyone possession of guns. I say go five years, go a little bit more. 
and more importantly is uh, stop and frisk. It, stop and frisk, I've used it as an officer many times. It really works, but somehow, you know, you know New York City politicized it, saying it, that they're going after, they're targeting minorities. I say they, they're targeting crime. That's what I say. And they, they should really, even, even former um, Commissioner Kelly, yeah, Ray Kelly, when he was commissioner, he said that's that's what works. I agree. Sonny, Allen, Peter, Joe, Benny, Pete, Andrew, Ray. Thank you, guys. I don't have time to get to you. And I was also thinking about Plaxico Burris, the guy, he, that NFL player who accidentally uh, shot himself in his leg, remember, with an illegal handgun in Manhattan. And he what did he, what did he do? Like two years, right? I mean, what the heck? And now people can go shoot others in the head? We're in an upside-down, turvy world. You know, I should have started off the show and just said I was Greg the entire time and just said I went through a sex change. Right? I Can I, can I identify as Greg Kelly? Mm, maybe. Well, hopefully Greg Kelly is feeling much better. I'm Lydia Serrano. If you guys want to follow me on social media, L-I-D-I-A-N-E-W-S. I had a one there. God bless you guys. And keep it right here where we keep on telling the truth. Don't lose the faith. God bless. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to prioritygold.com.